0: Episode 7 of Brad the Nomad. It's Christmas in the Czech Republic. This is Brad the Nomad, the podcast of an American's eclectic look at the history, culture, and wonders of Europe. And now, Brad the Nomad. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Brad the Nomad. On this week's episode, I'll be telling you how my adopted country celebrates the holiday season. Although other cities may have bigger and more famous Christmas celebrations, Prague's Christmas has a certain charm all its own. The main draw of Prague at Christmas time is the various markets in the city, selling tasty treats and charming gifts. I'll also tell you about some of the traditions the Czech people use to mark the holidays and share some entertaining anecdotes that I've picked up from my students as they celebrate Christmas in the Mother of Cities. It's an exciting time to be in Prague, so let's deck the halls and enjoy the cheer in the air. It's Christmas in the Czech Republic. Good King wins his last look out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon at night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel Hither page and stand by me, if thou notes its telling Yonder peasant, who is he? Where and what is dwelling? He... Sire, he lives a good league Hence, underneath the mountain Right against the forest fence By St. Agnes Fountain Bring me mead and bring me wine Bring me pine love hither Thou and I will see him dine When we burn him thither forth they forth they went together, through the rude wind, wild lament, and the bitter weather. You may remember singing that one in choir growing up. I know I do. That was Good King Wenceslaus, as performed by the Irish rovers, to indulge a bit in my fondness for Celtic music. You may remember in my history of Prague, I mentioned the song in passing while talking about Wenceslas, the patron saint of the Czech Republic. The song discusses Wenceslas and a an aid bringing food to starving people in the dead of winter on the eve of the Feast of Stephen. The song was written by English hymn writer John Mason Neal in 1853 and set to the tune of a 13th century spring carol called "Tempus Adest Floridum and the lyrics themselves may have been Neil's translation of a poem by the Czech poet Václav Alois Svoboda. If that theory is true, though, academics have been less than kind to the Anglicans' translation skills. One scholar goes so far to say the carol is but, quote, a product of an unnatural marriage between Victorian whimsy and a 13th-century dance carol, and ponderous moral doggerel. I like it. Good King Wenceslaus, and if he really was a king or all that good, is an episode all its own for another time. However, to get back to our main topic, his impressive equestrian statue in Wenceslaus Square does look down on one of the many city markets that spring up for the Christmas holiday season. I know many people in the States complain how quickly Christmas comes— Well, the Czechs have you beat, I'm afraid. Decorations started going up in Prague as early as the last weekend in October. By the middle of November, my neighborhood mall was literally dripping with lights, and I have yet to see any other mall in the city come close. The atmosphere is quite different here. I'm sure that when you think of Christmas, you have images of people all cuddled up on a snowy night, all smiling, lights and decorations aglow. Not so much in the Czech Republic. The Czechs are known for being a stoic and reserved people, and there's no change in that during the holidays. The decorations outside of the malls are quite staid as well, limited to the heavily trafficked tourist areas, and even there, it's just garland, some lights, and fake trees. The weather probably helps. Instead of lovely snowfall, Prague gets rain if it's lucky, and brutal cold if it's not. We had a freak cold snap at the beginning of the month in December 2014, and while it didn't leave much white on the ground for long, it managed to halt the city's entire tram network for the first time in its history. If Christmas celebrations gravitate anywhere in Prague, it's probably to the Old Town Square. This is where the city's main Christmas tree is erected. If you're going there expecting to see something worthy of Rockefeller Center, you're going to be disappointed, as it's usually around 30 feet, as compared to the Gotham Giants 85 feet or upwards. And instead of Prometheus and the fabled skating rink as in New York, this tree looks down upon the ill-fated reformer Jan Hus and pony rides. There didn't seem to be any this year when I walked through, but traditionally children can ride the tiny horses in the glow of the Christmas tree. The Old Town Square... ...hosts the oldest and largest Christmas fair in the city, and it's a tradition that dates back hundreds of years. There are multiple fairs across the city. In fact, wherever there's a square, there's at least some manner of decoration or kiosks... ...but the main ones would be the ones at Old Town Square and Wenceslaus Square. Although their visitation and size vary from square to square, there are common themes... You'll find food, drink, and small shops in temporary wooden structures. There will also be blacksmiths selling freshly made wares, and if you're lucky, you can see the process in action. The larger fairs have live choirs performing classic carols in check on stages in the evenings. The Old Town Square also has a unique viewing platform that allows visitors to look down on the fair and ahead to the large Christmas tree, with the Time Church as a dramatic backdrop. once Wenceslaus Square features a full-size recreation of the Nativity in vibrantly colored wooden figures. There's a truly international crowd that are attracted to these fairs. I heard Czech, French, German, Polish, Russian, Finnish, and various accents of English. These fairs may not have the draw of Vienna or Dresden or Munich or Nuremberg, But they are truly holding their own. So, what are the goodies you can find at these fairs? There's a wide-ranging assortment that I have had the pleasure to sample over the past few weeks. You'll get plenty of Czech favorites that you can normally get year-round. Chief among these would be the Wenceslaus Sausage, a large, slightly spicy sausage. The fairs and tourist kiosks will serve it year-round, and usually on a large bun like a hot dog, but the locals know that the only way to eat it is with a separate slice of bread and a couple blobs of sauce to properly mix flavors. There's a great deal of potato-based dishes to be had as well. You'll find the spuds mixed with cheese, mushrooms, bacon, lettuce, or onions. You'll also see giant shimmering slabs of ham, pork, or schnitzel contentedly frying or broiling. The highlight, though, would be Tredelnik, a long, tube-like baked pastry that is smothered in brown sugar and cinnamon, and, if you so choose, fill with chocolate. I highly recommend the chocolate filling. Maybe the best thing to do, though, is to wash it all down with some hot wine. I'm famous among family and friends for being a teetotaler, due to both personal preference and dislike for the aftertaste of alcohol. But I have to admit, the heat brings out a sweetness that is usually absent for me. I'm also partial to the beautiful gingerbread cookies sold in Wenceslas Square, which are eagerly devoured by happy children. And if those children seem really, really happy at the fairs, enjoying the goodies, it's probably because the worst part of the holidays is already over for them. Growing up, you may remember the dread of being given a lump of coal by Santa. My sister and I had to endure spot inspections by Santa's elves as children. Mom and dad loved to cry, I saw an elf whenever we were fighting. And we'd calm right down. Check children, though, face damnation. No. Really. On December 5th, the inspiration for Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas visits Prague, and he brings friends. On one side of the old saint is an angel, and on the other is the frickin' devil. Saint Nicholas and friends, who are usually portrayed by family friends, paid actors, or college students visit houses and make children either sing a little song or recite a small poem for the trio. If the recitation is good, they win praise and get a basket of small gifts and dried fruit in what is essentially the Czech equivalent of American stockings. If it goes badly or the child misbehaved, the unfortunate victim will be handed a potato and then the devil will get to stuff them in a potato sack and take them to hell forever. Suddenly, mall Santas don't seem so scary... Speaking of mall Santas, if you happen to see several of them walking around the streets at the same time, you'll get the same story you get in the States. Oh, they're all helping, and and they're just here to help St. Nicholas. Several students have told me different stories to this tradition that they uh, experienced growing up, and at their request, I will give a disclaimer at this point that these anecdotes do not reflect all checks or even the general mood of Christmas in the country. One student told me that she was never really afraid of being taken to hell. While she insisted she was a well-behaved girl growing up, she was very tall for her age, and the sack that the devil always brought was always far too small to fit her. Another sheepishly admitted that she was so terrified of eternal damnation, she once wet her pants while singing the song. But I think the best story came from a student telling me about her little brother. One year he just said, you know what, I don't care, take me. The actors were understandably a bit confused about all this and looked at his parents for an idea. The parents just shrugged their shoulders and said, all right, fine, take him. The man playing the devil put down his sack and the boy squatted into it. The actor hefted the sack over his back and then the boy burst into tears, frantically pleading to the devil for mercy and his parents for help. To the actor's great relief, my student said, the devil put the bag down and the boy squirmed out. Today, while the tradition lives on and families giggle over video of sobbing toddlers singing for the devil, it appears to have lost at least a little bit of its edge. While you'll still see actors and family friends dress up as the supernatural trio, it's much more common to see kids and teenagers roaming through Prague. Usually, sheets pass for the shimmering robes of St. Nicholas, and the devil is less the goat-legged abomination of Western media, and more man in rags and black grease sporting an afro with horns. While walking to get my TGIF pizza and soda after my last class of the week on the evening of December 5th, I saw a lot of younger people dressed up, and I watched as one young trio approached a pair of younger kids in the middle of a metro station and demanded a song. The two children happily obliged and were rewarded with candy for their efforts. So perhaps this is also a Czech pseudo version of Halloween, except all the girls are dressed up as angels instead of Princess Elsa. After this, much like their American counterparts, the Czech kids are waiting for their gifts to arrive. Of course, it's only Santa if you're American. If you're Czech, baby Jesus brings the gifts. As for how a newborn baby can bring gifts to an entire country overnight, the adults will just smile and say magic. Instead of the chimney, baby Jesus comes and goes through the window, and unlike the jolly old elf across the Atlantic he has no recognizable form, appearing only in the abstract. He still gets plenty of fan mail like Santa, though, and if you're lucky, you may even get a phone call from him, usually supplied by an uncle or a family friend, as one student recalled. Much like in America, it is a rite of passage growing up to learn where the presents really came from. As a quick personal aside, for me, it was figuring out that my aunt kept leaving CVS labels on everything she bought for me. One of my students didn't figure it out. Instead, she was told by her teacher. This student was growing up in the period known as normalization, the rollback of the Prague Spring reforms, and her teacher was a true believer in socialism. She subjected the student, before the entire class, to a tirade about how it was all a lie, that baby Jesus didn't exist, that her parents bought the presents, and that the whole notion of the baby Jesus doing it was a decadent capitalist lie. It seems that members of the party aren't the only people that hate Baby Jesus. A student told me about a Czech actor who shared a story on a talk show. Apparently, his father made the Grinch look like the reformed Ebenezer Scrooge, and one Christmas Eve, he took his air rifle and shot into the air from his porch several times. He then returned to the children and said, Oh, sorry, Baby Jesus just shot himself. There's not going to be a Christmas this year. And I thought my father was a Scrooge for complaining about early non-stop Christmas music. The actual celebration of Christmas is familiar, entailing getting together with friends and loved ones while exchanging gifts. Here is where things are different. The main action happens on Christmas Eve, not Christmas morning. The Czech name for Christmas Eve translates to generous day, because this is where most of the celebrating happens. The main feature of a Christmas dinner in the Czech Republic is a large carp, which lives in the family bathtub until it's time to prepare the unlucky fish for dinner. The carp will be accompanied by potato salad and other Czech favorites like fish soup and mushrooms. The carp is traditionally fried. In fact, walking the streets of Prague on Christmas Eve, it is said the entire city smells of a fish and chip shop from all the households busily preparing their holiday feasts. I'm sure you're thinking of a nice, peaceful dinner in all this, kind of like in the U.S., Well, not quite. There is a lot of tradition that needs to be followed if you want to come out of Christmas with good luck, and perhaps even alive. You must wait to serve the meal and turn on the lights in the interior of the house until the first stars come out at night. Those who fast until dinner may get a vision of a golden pig on the wall, and seeing it ensures a lucky year. An odd number of table settings will bring bad luck to everyone who sits at the table, To even the number, an empty table setting is allowed. No one should eat with their back to a door, and any crumbs or scraps left over, even inedible ones like bones, must be used as fertilizer for trees in order to ensure a bountiful harvest in the next year. And whatever you do, do not be the first person to get up from the table. Tradition holds that the first person to rise from the table will die within the coming year. That's why everyone gets up at once. This is just a fraction of the traditions and superstitions connected with the Christmas Eve feast. Even with the fear of bad luck and death, adults and children alike consider it a high point of the celebrations. What the children are really waiting for, though, is to hear a bell ringing, which signifies that baby Jesus has come. When the presents are ready for their big moment, someone rings a bell. The eager children then run to the tree to unwrap the waiting goodies. The more religious may then sing Christmas carols around the tree, Although the Czech Republic is one of the more apathetic countries when it comes to religion, you'll still see people in major cities and small towns alike going to church for a traditional midnight mass. In fact, Christmas is so divorced from its traditional Christian connotations, despite maybe Jesus bringing the presents, you may see groups like the Vietnamese and even Jews celebrating the season. As for Christmas Day itself, it's rather subdued. Historically, it was a time when students, the poor, and even teachers would roll off the streets singing Christmas carols. I haven't heard anything about doing this, so I'm assuming I will be doing what most Czechs do on this day. I will be sitting at home relaxing, perhaps attending a party with friends, and maybe going to another feast. There may be a last bit of this for people who are out of town on the actual holiday, on December 26th, But after that, things settle down for a bit until New Year's, which, like in the U.S., marks the end of the holiday season. And that is Christmas in the Czech Republic. It has a nice old-world feel to it that is missing in the spectacles I'm used to in New York and Maine, even if it does suffer from feeling a little fake with all the commercialization you're used to. Still, I've had a nice time admiring the fairs and decorations and enjoying the treats and hearing all these stories, and I'm hoping to participate in at least some of these traditions I've outlined here when the big day arrives. I don't know if I'm too keen on being banished to hell or dying early, but as they say in the TV specials, it's Christmas. Either way, that's it for me on this episode. I'll see you on the other side of the season with another story from the wonders of Europe. Until next time. Happy travels and happy holidays. In his master steps he trod, where the snow lay dinted. Heat was in the very sod, which the same had printed. Therefore, Christian men, be sure, wealth or right possessing, You who now will bless the poor shall yourselves when blessing.